0: This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm
1: Claire Kimball.
0: It's Wednesday the 1st of November. In your Squiz today... The US regulates AI. Israel rules out a ceasefire. Sam Kerr misses out on football's top prize. And cooking up a gender gap storm. This is your Squiz today. Squizzes are a smart bunch, Claire, so they'd know that artificial intelligence has been all over the headlines this year. Governments around the world have been scrambling to keep up with its development. And yesterday, the US President Joe Biden signed an executive order to regulate it.
1: Yeah, he and the tech bosses around the world say that it's needed because, and this is the quote, in the wrong hands, AI can make it easier for hackers to exploit vulnerabilities in the software that makes our society run. It's very notable because it'll affect the big name AI companies like OpenAI, which is behind chat. GBT and also Google. Up until now, they've really had no restrictions on developing these very powerful tools. So, how it's going to work is that new AI software will need to be approved. Developers are going to have to share the results of safety testing with the government, and there will be a focus on the technology's risks to national security, public health and safety, and also to the economy.
0: The government will set the standards for that testing, although that's something they still have to work on. And the other thing is preserving the privacy of AI users, which has been another big concern as it's evolved.
1: Yeah, that certainly is a very big one when it comes to governments and to companies. And the order that Biden made makes it clear that privacy, equity and civil rights in AI will be regulated. The US, though, isn't the only country that's looking into how to deal with artificial intelligence. The European Union and the UK government are also looking at their own regulations as is our government here in Australia. Uh, the Albanese government has been running a consultation process on AI regulations this year. It's closed for submissions now. It received 510 of them, so there is a lot of interest in it.
0: The Science Minister, Ed Husick is leading the government's AI response. He says, although the tech contains great benefits for both individuals and organisations, it is important to get the balance right on its governance. And one thing to note is the UK PM, Rishi Sunak, is set to host a big AI summit in the coming couple of days. HUSIK is going to that, so keep an eye out for it in the news this week. We start this morning's update on Gaza with Israel's PM, Benjamin Netanyahu, rejecting the calls for a ceasefire. He says it would be surrendering to terrorism.
1: Yeah, the United Nations, of course, and humanitarian groups in particular have been calling for a ceasefire or some sort of humanitarian pause so that they can get aid into Gaza for Palestinian civilians. But what Netanyahu said yesterday is that Israel isn't going to budge from its mission to dismantle Hamas and its infrastructure in that region. So Israeli forces have been pushing deeper into the territory. They're also trying to secure the release of more than 200 Israeli hostages that Hamas kidnapped back on the 7th of October. And just on that, one of those hostages has been rescued. That was a 19-year-old Israeli soldier. He was rescued during one of Israel's military missions into Gaza in the last couple of days. Um, But Israeli officials also confirmed that a German-Israeli citizen who was held hostage has been killed.
0: Hamas has also released a video of three women who are being held hostage. One of the women criticised Netanyahu and demanded the release of Hamas prisoners. Israeli officials have called that video cruel psychological propaganda. If you caught any national news yesterday, chances are that you saw some pretty scary pictures of bushfires in Queensland. Fireies there are battling about eighty fires, and there's fire bans across about eighty percent of the state.
1: Yeah, it's been really hot in Queensland, and the area of most concern is the Darling Downs region in southern Queensland. It's the Tara fire complex that really has them worried. It's been going on for days, but it's flared up in the last couple of days, and it's seen Queensland's water bombing aircraft move to near Toowoomba just in case there are further flare ups. The conditions Conditions are expected to worsen, unfortunately. There's forecasts of high winds and high temperatures. And when you move not that far from there into northern New South Wales, there's emergency alerts there for four bushfires there near Tabulam, also Tenterfield and Woodside. Yeah, authorities
0: say the westerly winds in that northern New South Wales region have those four fires burning out of control and they pose risks to people and properties. But there is a little bit of relief on the way. A cool change is forecast to come through on Friday. And if you're in those areas, we hope you are staying safe. Plenty of new football fans got on board this year, Claire. So for anyone who isn't aware, the Ballon d'Or is World Football's top honour and it was awarded yesterday. For the men, it went to Argentina legend Lionel Messi.
1: Yeah, and why wouldn't it go to him? He is just <laughs> such a legend. It's the eighth time that he's won that, so he really has just completely underlined his legend status with that. And for the women, Matilda's captain Sam Kerr was right up there. She just got pipped at the post. She came second to Spain's Eitana Um uh, It's been a really big year for women's soccer in Spain. Of course, they had that World Cup win. And on the down side, there was also the controversy with their federation president, Louis Rubiales. Yesterday, he copped a three-year ban from the sport by FIFA. Um, That, of course, was after he planted an unwanted kiss on player Jenny Hermosa after that World Cup win.
0: And while we're talking football updates, Claire, SBS has secured the rights to air all 104 matches of the FIFA World Cup 2026, which takes its partnership with FIFA to 40 years long. And the Matildas are also gearing up to face Chinese Taipei in the Olympic qualifying tournament tonight. They're coming off two wins straight, so fingers crossed they'll come through again. Oh, yeah.
1: Fingers crossed indeed.
0: If you're a woman, you might not be surprised to hear this one. Gallup has just done a new global survey along with the food tech company Cookpad, and it's revealed that women are doing the bulk of the cooking.
1: <laughs> I think, Alice, that should be that women are still doing the bulk of the <laughs> cooking. Uh, what this survey shows is that women whip up an average of nine meals per week compared to the men's four. Uh, there was a slight change during the pandemic. Men were doing a bit more cooking during COVID, um, but the last year has really seen things shift back to basically where they were. Uh, As for where, the disparity is the worst. It's very stark in countries in Africa and the Middle East, where women cook about eight more meals per week than the men.
0: As for where it's a little bit better, European countries show the smallest gender differences. And one country that's going against the grain completely is Italy. Men there cook more than women. And there's no specific data on Australia, but a couple of years ago, the Bureau of Stats found that 64% of Aussie women spent five or more hours on food a week, and that compares to 37% of Aussie men. So it's time to order in some takeaway, I reckon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get the menus out for (laughs) tonight.
0: Quiz the day, Claire. We mentioned earlier that the Tillies are playing tonight.
1: Yep, they sure are. So some details on that. That game is from Perth again. It's seven o'clock local time. It's 10pm if you're in the daylight savings states on the eastern seaboard. It's 9pm if you're in Queensland or Alice, if you're in Adelaide, I'm <laughs> guessing that's 9.30,
0: I think. Yep, if my calculations are correct.
1: Yep, whatever it is, it's going to be broadcast live on Channel 10. So good luck.
0: And that's us done for today thank you so much for listening we'll be back with you tomorrow hello it's bryce here from squiz kids kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream which is why we're excited to present a special squiz kids q a this week